Welcome to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast, where all things football are injected right to your veins. With your hosts, Matt Donnelly, Calvin Shoemake, and Jeff Mueller. What is up? Welcome to a season finale episode of the Team Spotlight Series with the Dynasty Vipers. I'm your host at Calvin and Hobby, and I'm joined by an awesome, fun panel today. Can't wait to get into this. This is a really, honestly, the more I dug into the Jacksonville Jaguars, the more excited I got about what the future could hold for them. I know that sounds strange coming off a one in 15 year, but there's a lot of really good things uh, going on in Jacksonville. And not just the fact that the good place had a really cool character who was a Jaguars fan. Not, not the only thing that this team has going for it. Um, as we talk about every single one of these, for the last time, I'll set up our, our show. Uh, we get to February, March. Everybody wants to talk about the rookies. And we should. We should know everything there is to know about these rookies. But we also need to understand the teams that they're going to find themselves in. There's free agency. There's coaching changes. There's a pretty big coaching change here for this team that we definitely have to talk about. And so to do that, I invite some really smart fo football people who happen to also be really uh, passionate fans about that team. So starting here to my left, obviously a very passionate guy. Name's Jesse. I'm not sure. We're gonna, we got a couple Jesse's here. I'm not sure. <laughs> what, what, we'll call you Jesse. Maybe the other one, JD, I think is what we decided. So, um, But Jack's commish. I mean, obviously... You're the guy we want to talk to to find out what kind of moves we're going to make, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I've, I've been doing this for a little while with the Jaguars here. Uh, season ticket holder for quite some time, fan for life kind of thing here. So uh, I think he kind of found the uh, right guy for the job. <laughs> where, where can we find you? And like, what are you working on over the offseason? Yeah, so right now I'm, I'm working with Hammercast Network over at Hammercast.com. Uh, that's where you're going to find all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're right now they're doing every single sport there is. Currently, I'm the head of the DFS uh, fantasy football side. So for me, I'm kind of taking a back seat right now, uh, but I will be having some off season content coming up. So I'm kind of glad that I got on the show now to kind of get it jump started here. So I'm glad to be on the show with you guys. So other Jesse or JD, uh, kicking it down, down to you. Where can we find you? And what are you working on over this off season? Yeah, um, so I do my own podcast, Baton Games Sports Podcast. I'm at BGF Sports uh, on Twitter. Whatever. You can check me out there. I'm doing work with The Lateral, um, with Herms. We're going to start doing live shows and stuff like that. It's going to be a really good time. So I'm just hitting the podcast, you know, doing the stuff. Hopefully, um, you know, this is the best time to be a Jackson in the offseason because it's where we make most of our moves. So I'm excited to talk about it. I love Herms. I've been on the uh, the podcast with him, and I'm actually supposed to go on on Sunday if things work out timing wise. So love Herms. Love love what he's doing over there. Love the lateral. Yeah, great. great. Um, mm -hmm. And the man with the best hat we've had on the show by far, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, FF Man Bun, Gabe. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Where can we find you? And uh, you know, you seen any open bars around here recently? <laughs> uh that was that was definitely part of the contract for you inviting me onto the show i said look there's just one thing that needs to happen because i come from the open bar <laughs> uh yeah i don't know I, I feel like i'm faking the brand tonight with this it's, but I, I do have these so i feel like it's a decent uh little little thing shout out to my wife i got this one for her and i just kind of like forced her into uh being uh, a jaguars fan which yeah and now we have a kid so now i'm like i don't know if that's fair like is, it, is that fair can you just yeah, is that child abuse to bring them up? yeah i don't know I, I already felt bad enough to do it uh for her so and and she like doesn't even care she's just like i just like the ear you know <laughs> uh but yeah i'm yeah we're uh we're on the open bar tuesdays 9 30 eastern ish uh, with the homie J Mike and, uh, yeah, I I'm ready to kick it and talk Jaguar stuff. I mean, uh, J, J Mike and I joke about, you know, being Jaguars fans because it's, I, I think it's kind of a joke in itself to, for, for most people that, uh, um, if you know, you know, yeah, yeah. we've all been, we're, we're, we've been there. We've been living it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly easier in, in the last, um, 10, 15 years to focus on fantasy versus the Jaguars because you don't have to worry much about the fandom, but we're still here to talk about it. So thanks for having me. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll kick it back right back over to you, actually, while we talk about fanhood, because you mentioned you mentioned that. And this is a really interesting team, because just much like the Carolina Panthers, it's not like they've got this 70 year history that we can kind of, you know, call back on. This is the Tony Baselli, Mark Brunel uh, era started and kicked things off. I mean, do you go back that far as a fan? I actually do. And, and <laughs> um, I'm kind of like one of the, the biggest fakes as far as like bandwagoning. Cause that's, that's where I started. I mean, I was, I was only, you know, seven, eight years old at that point, but that, that 14 and two season, you know, AFC championship. And, and I was, I was in it from there. So yeah, I, I love, you know, Br- Brunel Baselli and F- Fred Taylor and mm. uh, McCardell and uh, Donovan Darius. Like, yeah, I, I was in it and I, I don't know. I don't know why, but I just, yeah, I guess, you know, at, at some point you just have to, I feel like everyone's like a bandwagoner at some point. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. would like to hear the stories that where, where people jump into something that are like, Oh, I, I like this team that's one in fifteen. Let's go. Let's ride. <laughs> this is where it happens. This is where we get those bandwagoners. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take all JD. the Clemson fans. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah, JD. How about you? Are you um like was there a team before the Jaguars that you rooted for? Yeah, I've got a weird story. Uh, I'm born, and raised Jersey. Been in Jersey pretty much all my life. Um, so I didn't grow up a Jaguars fan. I grew up a Jets fan. Uh, my mom's a Jets fan. My dad's actually a Bears fan. So a little weird there. We, we're not really uh. You know, Stan, my dad actually grew up in Jersey City, too, so it's not like he was, like, in Chicago or anything, so very weird, but, uh, yeah, uh, I switched over to the Jaguars, I want to say 2006, I think they were 8-8 eight and eight that year, is when they drafted Maurice Jones-Drew, um, I was a fan since then, and I, I've been a fan since then, um, I came in, they were 8-8, eight and eight, and they made the playoffs, beat the Steelers, and then lost to the Patriots, and then they've been trash pretty much ever since, like, 2017, so it's been a hard road, I wasn't there for the good times, but uh, hoping there are good times in the future, you know? How about you, Jesse? What's your history with the team like? Yeah, so same kind of boat. Born and raised in Tampa Bay, but moved up here for college in 2001. And that's when I kind of laid my ground with Jaguars. I worked with them actually for a few years with ticket sales and then realized, hey, what the hell am I doing working during these games? And Mm. became a season ticket holder shortly after that and and have been a season ticket holder for uh, 15 plus years. I I stopped uh, last two years because I have two little sons um, so I had to kind of uh, put a pause on it for now. So this year coming, we're coming back with the season tickets. So, um, our whole family's pretty deeply rooted. My wife and her whole family have been since day one, kind of, you know, they're on the wall season to go older since day one kind of thing. So it's, it's in our family. You can see, you know, the background over here. It's, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> there, there, there's not a day that I don't have a piece of Jaguar clothing on, I feel sometimes. So, uh, you know, it, it's in my blood. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love the background. And JD, I want to go back to you because, you know, yeah. 2020 didn't exactly go the way, you know, a Jaguars fan would want it to. I mean, one in 15, but there was a time there where it looked like you might have a bad season and not end up with that number one overall pick. I mean, there's certainly as, as much as a one in 15 season could, there were some good things to take away from it, right? Yeah, uh, there were some good things uh, to take away. I think James Robinson, you know, coming into the fold was pretty good. Um, I was actually pretty low on Lavishka Chenault coming out of the draft, and I think he impressed me a lot more. Um, so I'm pretty happy with him going forward. I think someone mentioned Colin Johnson too. He was a rookie I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. Coming out of Texas, I believe. Uh, I liked him a lot. Happy to have him there. Um, so there are some bright spots for sure. I think the biggest disappointment, though, to be fair, was Minshew. I think regressing a lot. Like he had a really good season 2019, um, and then 2020 season he just didn't have the magic he once had. So. Um, there are some bright spots, you know, in there. And I do remember, um, I don't know if we're talking about like the moments yet. Should I mention my moment? That was like my big yeah, thing for this yeah. season. Yeah, dude. I, the one thing I remember, cause you know, as a Jaguars fan, it gets tough to watch at the end of the season. So I feel like <laughs> the beginning of the season is the big part where we talk about stuff. And I remember that Andrew Wiggard interception against the Colts in our only win in the season. That was a big moment for me. That was the defining moment of the season. Um, won the first game and then. It was trash after that. But I remember that very, very clearly. So that's my moment. And that was game one, right? I mean, that's he kind of came out of the gates and you're like, whoa, is this a different team than we thought they were going to be? What what was it like as a Jaguars fan in 2020? Yeah, I I feel like that was just to like keep us on board. You know, like, (laughs) look, we we could if we wanted to, we could. But nah, <laughs> we, we don't t- we don't tank for y'all. We know the QB class coming up is nice, okay. Um, and I I don't think that 
we, you know, Jaguars fans necessarily pictured it, it being the number one overall. Uh, I, I don't know what happened with the Jets and whatever week that was, 12, 13 ish, where it was like, okay, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's an actual shot for the 101. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, there, that's a whole other conversation between um, whether it's Lawrence or Fields, because I think that was kind of the debate. And maybe, maybe the Jets have, have Fields over Lawrence, and that didn't matter anyway. But um, I, I don't know. Like, like I, I mentioned earlier, like I'm kind of conditioned to this, like it, it's, it's all good. So, so when something happens uh, good to the Jaguars, I, I'm ready to ride out till the end with them and, and just kind of kick it back. That's what's honestly nice about being a fan like this. Like I, I have friends that are like Packers fans. I'm like, so what would you rather have? Would you rather have a team that goes to the playoffs every single year and loses comes up short every single year that close, or just like get, obliterated <laughs> and then have like a one seat like one season every every 10 or 15 that you can root for like and even if they don't make it it's like oh that was a good ride so it, it was still fun and and plenty of bright spots you know uh jesse just i don't know where we established jesse one jesse two but james <laughs> robinson absolutely uh great to watch great story undrafted free agent and everything and um with Minshew, though, I, I, I'd, I'd even argue that, that they didn't want to, like, commit to that. They, they didn't really want to go forward with that project or, or letting it ride a, as far as it could have gone, just recognizing the, the state of the league and, and the QB class coming up. I think they wanted to be within those top few picks to make sure and secure something because the sixth round QB isn't always going to pan out the way that we want it to. (coughs) Tom. (laughs) So um, I'm cool with it, but I would have loved to have seen Minshew magic uh, again. uh, Shuval, as we say on the open bar. Uh, I think J Mike actually legitimately coined that. Okay. So, okay. Any, anyone in Jacksonville, I don't know if y'all heard that one already with, with Shuval, but that that's open bar, baby. Trademark it. Love that's it. what I should have worn tonight. What am yeah. I doing? I got a shirt downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's like we 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 threw Minshew to the side. And went, uh, yeah, I've got two. Yeah. I got two shirts with a piece on them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you mentioned that. Like the good thing about being a Jaguars fan, if you're not going to be good, you you're in Jacksonville. You're in Florida. Like, do you know how miserable you mentioned Green Bay? Do you know how miserable it would be <laughs> to have seven straight losing years in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tough. That would be tough. terrible. Yeah, Jeff, I'm, in, have a, I'm in a tank top for the games in the sun. It's fantastic. Right. You know, I could take a loss out there. This is all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> take it a little easier than in the snow, freezing my, my butt off, you know? <laughs> True. I do want to say, too, I do love Minshew, too, as well. Like, I'm not trying to shit him as much, too. I was Minshew for Halloween. He's a great dude. I love him. But, yeah, just, yeah, you know, wasn't that good this year. That must have been so popular, right? Well, not where you are, I guess. Well, I've been on Jersey, but yeah. <laughs> it was a good time, man. Well, because we, we, we needed, at that at, at that moment, we needed anything. You know, we've come yeah. off two terrible seasons. You know, Minshew was supposed to be this light that that he produced. You know, he had the gimmick. He was on TV. He was doing the commercials, the little, you know, a few-minute clips on ESPN. It, it, was, it was awesome with him. So I was the same thing. You know, I was one of his biggest – you know, thumpers, heartthrobs. I, I, you know, I wrote big articles on him. I, I was the the next. He was the next big thing for me. So, it, it hurt to see it. But there, you know, anyone can find excuses for a losing team. But there, there were a lot for this team. I think this past year, and for me, you know, fortunately, the most memorable moment, and I, I have exact date. It was week fifteen when the Jets beat the Rams. <laughs> is the week that was my most memorable moment for this season because that is when I actually cheered for the Jets for the first time in my life. <laughs> and then again, the next week when you guys Cleveland and became the hottest team in the NFL, and I was just like, wow, this is crazy. I can't believe we're about to get this first pick here. And, you know, my mother-in-law, she she is always a believer, you know, never likes to lose. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain to her we have to lose these games. Like, I'm here for the Jaguars to lose, and it's not like me to do something like that. And she's yelling and getting on me for it. I'm like, no, we have to lose. <laughs> and then finally, at the end of the season, we got to actually cheer that we could win that game. But we'll just go ahead and just let, let the Colts win. Just let it win. Let's just get the first pick and move on. So... You know, it, it was a disappointing season for sure. But like you said, finding James Robinson, a few other highlights. You know, we've got a lot of cap space. We've got some things coming out of this. It's it's good. It's good stuff. So, and so. Yeah, like 
like I said up top, I mean, when I started looking through here, I like I feel like almost everything that I overturn, I'm like, yeah, that's that could be really good. Like, oh yeah, that could be really good. And it kind of starts up top, right? I mean, a little bit of a controversial pick, I guess you would say, but you know, we'll start just with the head coach and the office coordinator and th things like that. Obviously, you go one and fifteen. You, most people aren't going to make it through the season with that, and there's no different there in Jacksonville. And uh, Gabe, I'll toss this down to you. When you look at um, Urban Meyer and the hire of Urban Meyer, like what would he's from Florida, staying there, right? I mean, that's there's a little bit of a connection. But how did you feel about that hire, and what are you thinking about it now? I feel like this has been looming for a very long time with Urban Meyer coming to the NFL and not necessarily the Jaguars, but may maybe it was in the scope. Uh, it's tough. It's tough because it's, it's, it's interesting to see a college, um, a college uh, coach like Meyer come. It, it seems that the, the transformation of, of kind of college to NFL has been fun and electrifying or whatever, um, like what they're doing in, in Carolina, um, what they did in the past with, with Philly, I guess, and, and it was short and sweet and, and or well, we'll see with Carolina, it, it might pan out, but Urban Meyer's a little bit more of a, a classic kind of coach. And I'm curious to see how that transitions to the NFL. So um, it, it's a popular, it's a popular thing to happen at least, you know, for like I, like I said about week one winning. <laughs> just to keep us keep us there keep, yeah. don't move us to london quite yet all right we got urban <laughs> meyer all right we got urban meyer so i think it's good for the fans good for the city and i i ultimately think it's like a kind of a classic pick for a coach as far as from college to nfl and we'll see how it goes um but it's difficult to say because it, it hasn't quite happened yet and like this i think and i think it'll yeah. be a good move though well, and you mentioned it had nothing quite like this. And I think one of the things that is different, JD, is that, you know, Urban Meyer does come in having taken a year off. It's not like he's coming directly from the college ranks. And a lot of, a lot of things that I read said that he spent the, the year learning the NFL, talking to smart people who know the differences between them, who have tried to make that transition. So it seems like he's trying, he learned a little bit from the mistakes of people in the past. And I don't know if that's going to mean great things for him, but certainly seem positive to me. Yeah. Um, the urban hire is, I'm, I'm very conflicted. Um, I love that he wanted two different programs. I really like that. That shows, I think, you know, a lot more than just someone who was at a program they built a bit and that's all they do. Um, but I worry like, uh, God, I'm just going to call you man bun. Cause that's your t handle on here. But, um, <laughs> uh, it, it is, um, I, I I worry about Chip Kelly, you know, that that's really looming large. Like, I don't think there are a lot of great coaches that come here. Like Nick Saban, what came to the NFL, right, uh, with the Dolphins, and he wasn't as good and, you know, obviously built the dynasty at Alabama. Um, I, I worry about that. Um, I feel like this is going to be a, you know, either a good high, a really good hire. It's going to be great or it's going to be really bad. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of in-between. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty skeptical. Um, I, I think I like the GM, who I guess most people are assuming he's going to be like a, a rubber stamp for Urban Meyer, but or I think that's the right terminology, rubber stamp, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very skeptical. I like the hire. I think, honestly, I think the best coach is still out there in Doug Peterson. I would have loved him to come to the squad. I think he's a really good coach. Uh, but it could have been a lot worse uh, for the Jaguars in, in this offseason hiring. Like, I didn't want Salah. I wasn't a big fan of, I'm not a big fan of defensive coordinator coaches, as I think Jags fans will tell you. Haven't had a good history with that, I don't think. Um, I guess Jack Del Rio, but I, I like Jack Del Rio. But I'm just, you know, meeting more Gus Bradley. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Gus bus is <laughs> yeah, the Gus yeah. was fun, but it too ruined it. Yeah. The Jaguars do have a hard time, or, or not a hard time, I guess. Uh, it seems like Khan holds on to coaches for a little too long, too. So I worry about if it goes like all down in flames with Urban, it's going to be really bad. It might leave us in a hole like with Chip Kelly, what he left with uh, with Philadelphia. So I worry. I'm a little concerned, but obviously, as a Jaguars fan, I think we all share those concerns of like, God, are we going to be bad forever, man? So. Yeah. yeah. And Jesse, talk about um, Urban Meyer, but also, I mean, he brings in Daryl Bevel, who's got, uh, you know, a, a lot of his own NFL chops as well. Yeah. So um, that's where I would, uh, you know, the, the thing with Meyer is you're, you're right. You're, you're, you're walking a fine line here. But at this point, as a Jags fan, I, I really, I'm, I'm diving headfirst in it. You know, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm done 
whether it's this or that, you know, I'm, I'm going all in with this, this choice that they're doing because it's, it's a total rebuild. We have to, but I do like Bevel, you know, he was with Seattle when Wilson was there during that whole era, taking him as a rookie and leading him to a Super Bowl. So I do like that background with him. Um, I'm a little hesitant with the defensive coordinator, Cullen, um, with me just doesn't have as much as what I thought he would bring in. I, I do like that he, he kind of – the surrounding coaches that he's putting in, I like to read about them because they seem like a lot of those people are are, are uh, good coaches and, and um, well talked up. For example, Charlie Strong, you know, was one of the first coaches that he hired on his staff who's been with him um, since Florida. Florida, same thing. It was one of his first coaches that he's hired. And he's been well known for hiring an amazing coaching staff. So I think he's – doing that again here in the NFL. So I, I think he's doing all the steps necessary to set up a program in the NFL. Um, I, I like the hire. I think that right now we're going for the most glitz and glamor because we're kind of the, the most shunned on team in the NFL. You won't see us on any primetime games. Um, you know, we're, we're lucky if we get a Thursday night is usually our, our prime time and, and it's usually against a, a division rival. So for me, I think we're trying to turn that page and, and get out there as much as we can. Get Meyer, get Lawrence with the first pick. I mean, nothing, that, that one-two combo really can't get any better than that, at getting your name out there. Some so. really big swings right there. And that's, so you mentioned it. I mean, is is there anybody here that thinks Lawrence isn't the pick? I mean, they've kind of kept it close to the vest. It's not like they've said for sure it's going to be, which you you wouldn't expect them to. Does anybody think it might be somebody different? If it's nope. not Lawrence, I'm quitting the team. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, if it's not Lawrence, like, they lost a fan. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think I think they're on that point with a lot of fans. And I think, I don't think Urban Meyer came in there. I think he came in there knowing that the pick was going to be Lawrence. I, I think that was where yeah. the decision was yeah. already made. And then they hired him. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was, hey, Urban, we're going to let you do whatever you want here. I think Khan is a, a smart man. I'm mm -hmm. um, more of a businessman. And, and tends to stay to that side. I think he knows what he's doing in the sense that you have to bring in Trevor Lawrence here. <laughs> yeah. It seems like for three years, that's been the guy that you're supposed yeah. to pick. You're supposed to pick Trevor Lawrence. And if you get this pick, that's, that's who it should be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's exactly who it is. So Gabe, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence then uh, with an offense with a guy like that and urban Meyer running the show, you probably are going to have a lot more primetime type games. And it could be a really fun offense. I mean, Urban Meyer talked about wanting to build speed all over the field. So if you look at Trevor Lawrence, what's the ceiling for him? I mean, I've, we're the Dynasty Vipers, so we think about fantasy football, obviously, too. Is this What's the ceiling for him as a fantasy football asset? Yeah, I mean, you, you talk a lot about the newer quarterbacks that have the ability to run the ball. And, and I don't think he's that necessarily, you know, not that level of like Lamar Jackson or whatever, but he has that ability, but he's also six, six mm. <laughs> and is incredibly accurate. So it, it, it's like, Josh, not, it's not like, <laughs> what's that? He's not small at all either. He's no. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's Josh Allen, not with the arm strength, but with the ability to run and f far more accurate, at least coming out the gate. Mm -hmm. And it, it, for fantasy, yeah, absolutely, that's going to be exciting. I mean, that that in dynasty ranks, he's already you know argued into the the top five and easily within the top ten uh, of QBs. So um, I'm I'm very excited for that, and I don't think that he's necessarily jumping into a, a spot that's like you know horrible as far as who's going to be receiving the ball. Jacksonville has always kind of had like receivers that have been uh, emerging, either been elite, you know, Allen Robinson, et cetera, uh, or uh, on the other end of the spectrum, undrafted Keelan Cole, and they just succeed. So, you know, McCardell there is, is absolutely great for the wide receivers and um, on the receiving end and still have Chenault, still have um, Shark, of course. Colin Johnson, sure, mentioned that. And I'd imagine that, we'll, I don't know when we'll talk about free agency, but mm -hmm. maybe maybe something will happen there. Um, and uh, I, how, do you, how do you not like that right. <laughs> as a fantasy option? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be great. And, and I, I, think he's, I think he's in a better spot than Burrow was coming in uh, just mm -hmm. with the line. The line situation isn't perfect, but it's better than the Bengals. Better than <laughs> yeah, better than Bengals.
Jesse, um, you know, jump in here. Like, I, I think from a fantasy perspective, real life perspective, it's got to be fun thinking like this is a guy I'm going to root for for the next 15 years, right? Oh yeah, one one hundred percent. Sorry, I don't know which Jesse it is here, but yeah, you got you got yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just just for all those reasons, you know, not just what we have now, but I know we'll get into it, but like the cap space we have, the ability to bring in whatever weapon we want for this kid. You know, we we have a decent O line. You know, Myers already talked about it. We're not, you know, we just resigned where we franchise tag Cam. It, it looks like we're actually going to hold on to Norwell. I know we talked; they talked about trading him recently, but it looks like we'll hold on to him. So the O line's kind of kind of there. We're, we're we're all right with that, and the ability to go and get more weapons and our offense still be the almost our the cheapest part of our team. You know, you're talking about a rookie contract with a quarterback. Uh, James Robinson with a, I think it's seven hundred thousand uh, dollar coming up year. Uh, I mean, both wide receivers, Chenault coming off, you know, still on a, a very cheap contract. Uh, Sharks on like a two million million dollar, you know, nothing. We're paying nothing mm-hmm. for our entire offense, so we can go spend out on that. We can draft with this draft coming up with all these picks. What, what I mean, the, the sky's the limit pretty much for this kid. So for me, I, I really look forward to what the Jags are doing in, in this upcoming draft more than I ever have. <laughs> well, JD, let's, I mean, feel free to talk about, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence there too, but we, you know, we already kind of started talking about free agency there. So let's, let's jump into that. And keep in mind, this is coming from a Tennessee Titan fan, third and short. Okay. Roots for the Titan. Who do you believe the Jags will find to eat the next Derrick Henry stiff arm? <laughs> oh, man. That's a that's a tough question that I don't want to answer, but I uh, know. I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence. You know, I um, I'm going through my rookie stuff. I uh, haven't watched too much film yet on him, but you know, I assume from all the hype, you know, he's been there for a while. He's done really well, all that good stuff. I assume he'll be great. I'm hoping for it at least. Um, and and like we've talked about, like Jesse also mentioned too, we've got some good guys to surround him. I worry maybe about the offensive line in the future. You know, Linder's getting a little bit older. Norwell's like getting a little bit older too. And the guys we have that are young, you know, um. Cam, I don't really know what we're going to do with him and uh, if we even draft an offensive lineman. So I, I worry about the offensive line possibly in the future, but I love the weapons we have. And I think we'll add a tight end, hopefully in free agency or the draft. And we can talk about that too. And I think wide receiver as well. But I, I also, we mentioned Joe Burrow too. I think Joe Burrow, to be honest, um, I haven't watched too much Trevor Lawrence film, so maybe I'll change my mind. But I think Joe Burrow was a better prospect. And I know they say mm-hmm. every year that this guy's the next Andrew Luck. Next Andrew Luck. They said it for Burrow. They're saying it for Lawrence. I think Burrow might be the better prospect. That doesn't mean that you know, Lawrence is going to be that bad. Just a little bit of diatribe, just a little bit there. But if I want to talk about free agency, one of the biggest needs that I think the Jaguars have to address in the offense is a tight end. We haven't had a good tight end since Mercedes Lewis, and he was a blocker. Uh, we, we need a good tight end. Either Janu or Pat Frymuth in the draft or Hunter Henry. I think that's a position of big need. And uh, what, Janu's like 25, 26, Hunter's like 27. You know, we need these guys for the long haul, whoever, whoever we're you know, spending money on a free agency. So I'm hoping that's one of the big targets. I mean, there are plenty of others, but I'm sure we can talk about that, you know, in the future. But I think tight ends are really big thing to focus on. There are also a lot, a lot of good young wide receivers. Juju, Curtis Samuel, Kenny Galladay. These guys are 26, 25 years old. We need to sign some of these guys and have a, the longevity to go with Trevor Lawrence along with DJ Chark. You know, I think we mentioned Keenan McCardell before. We need to get back to that Keenan McCardell and uh, what's his name? Who's the other guy I'm thinking yeah. of? Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Smith. Jimmy Smith, obviously. Jimmy Smith. Yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah, yeah. So we need to get back to that level. That's where we need to go. So those are two issues I think I need. We also obviously the defense, but we'll talk. I'm sure other guys can cover that. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, funny. Gabe. Oh, go ahead, Jet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because as my, you know, I have tight end wide receiver as one of my top needs at, tight, at free agency, but actually I have pass rusher if we're going there as one of our big needs in free agency because I think that's where we're going to find the best um, bang for our buck, so to speak, in the draft. It's a little bit weaker. Um, where we're drafting at in in order for the in means of the defensive line. So like Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, Leonard Floyd, Shaq Barrett, Leonard Williams. These, these are all guys that I think that we take stabs at. You know, do you just, think those guys are too old though? They, they, are, they, are, they are. They are for, yeah. but we need them just for something. I mean, we're getting run mm-hmm. on constantly. We're getting. I mean, we set records this past year. You, you know. The theme for last year was records, and it wasn't the good kind of records. Really. <laughs> like six games in a row by, with thirty plus points. I mean, the it, it was terrible. I mean, it, it, we really have to do something with the defensive line, or, or it's going to be the same thing. And you can put whatever you want on the, that offensive side if we're just a, a, a letting points in at, at will. We're never going to do anything. So I think we have to get one of them. 
to to get a little experience. You know, remember what happened when we did have Clayus Campbell in there in the middle with that leadership <laughs> role, that experience role, what he did around him. So if we get someone that has that ability to lead um, with that experience, I, I think it is it is a good piece for us. Um, with the tight end, I think Hunter Henry is a great choice for us, and he's not going to cost us really anything. The money that we have, it's just like a little tidbit. Um, to get him wide receiver wise, you know, me dream scenario. If I'm, I'm the, if I'm the fan. I know who I want. I want, <laughs> I want AR 15 back in action. You know, that's mm. me. If, I, if I want him, you know, that's who I want Allen Robinson back, but yeah, that'd have been awesome. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, he did talk up, you know, he's on Twitter talking up uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and playing with him and how good of a leader Trevor Lawrence is and this and that. So, you know, it's always skeptical, but, uh, but for me, I think other guys, you know, there's other guys out there. I think a Kenny Galladay or a Curtis Samuel who has ties with Urban Meyer. I think that's more of a, of a scenario where we're going to see someone like Curtis Samuel and a Hunter Henry, and then we'll go bigger on the defensive side actually this year. Um, but that's, yeah. So trade Gardner Minshew to Chicago for Allen Robinson. There you go. There you go. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> that works out for both teams, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? The soup and swap. Come on. Let's do it. We'll Chicago trade you Nick Foles. We'll it. trade you Gardner Minshew. We'll trade you all our backups. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago <laughs> would do it. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, you, you got him with Nick Foles last year. If you could do that with Foles, oh, you can. Yeah, what can you get for Minshew? the right? trade of the century right there. No one knows. Yeah. That was the down. best trade. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the trades we've done, that was the best one yeah. by far. Yeah. We got rid of a lot of people, but that one. That one felt the best. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 100%. Gabe, 70 million in cap space. That's a lot. I mean, that's, Oof. you know, I I believe, you know, it's them, you guys are the Jets, uh, are number one right now. It's that's a lot of cap space. And this is a year where you could see a lot of one year deals, two year deals, things like that. So you're not necessarily having to, you know, some of these veterans you could bring in and maybe compete pretty quickly, depending on how, you know, Khan wants to spend his money. And as a fan of the team, what do you think? I mean, is he going to go out and, is he going to spend everything? I mean, y- you got to look at at all of the moves they made this season cuz they really really just kind of start they they just kind of cleared everything. You know, whether whether it was money or players, you know. Um cuz they they weren't going to re-sign uh Yannick and, and give him that mega deal cuz that that would have cut it huge into the cap, you know. He might even be able to come back at this point. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Tom Coughlin, right? Like, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Calais is gone. Yeah. He was, he was kind of a big acquisition. Um, and, Fournette. and all, and no. Fournette. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, all, yeah. they just cleared shop. Right. So it just, oh, yeah, and even kind of slowly, but surely throughout the season even, or, you know, off season as well, but like, it's, it's really like quite the rebuild and especially on the defense. Like it is yikes. I mean, they're, 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 all we do is draft, uh, d- um, defensive ends, right? Edge rushers, you know, Josh, a- Josh Allen, Taven Bryan, mm. whatever, like Miles mm. Jack, you know, um, all those kind of guys in the same realm. And, but the secondary is brutal. Like the defense, it, it's funny. Um, I, I saw a comment pop up here live, just crazy how, how they were in the AFC championship just, a year ago. and it was really, the, it was really the defense that, that carried that entirely and it's just different now it's just different entirely different like just Mm -hmm. the the structure and build of this team so i i would imagine it's going to be heavy defense whether it's in free agency i don't know it's it's tough to say what what helps or hurts you in free agency um for a from a success point uh on on teams because you see teams like the like uh the giants spend a lot for for this high uh octane defense and just falls through you know with Olivier vernon whatever and just doesn't work so mm-hmm. i don't know I, i'm curious what they the players that they pick the balance that they do it might be it might not be a big guy it might be a collective of of something to create some sort of you know culture on, on the defense because it's like i said it's a complete rebuild um, and, and I don't know what they're going to do because it's everywhere on defense that they need it. <laughs> um, I, I do know one thing real, real quick. There was a, a press conference with Trent Balky, the, uh, the general manager just the other day, Wednesday, and they were, he was saying that Khan's ready to, to spend, I think, and they're going to spend up each year to get, you know, to get close to that cap whatever they can get to. So they're, they're down to throw some money around this year, I think more so than the last few years. 
And you have to remember, you know, one in 15, we, we can't, we can't expect us to all of a sudden go 51 in our first year. You have to have, you know, you have to temper these expectations. I think people think, you know, Urban Meyer, oh, Trevor Lawrence, oh, and then we're going to start getting free agents. And then all of a sudden, you know, we start talking Super Bowl, you know, we're taking <laughs> picture, but we're there, you know, but we're not there yet. So we have to, we have to really, you know, there's pieces we have to build on. So like you said, Gabe, I think it's more of a collective uh, piece here that we're going to get in this free agency, not just one guy that's going to really do it. And they and yeah. they avoided going to the Jaguars for the longest time. NFLPA was like, "Don't go there." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they put out a report. Literally, <laughs> what, like thirty percent of grievances are filed against the Jaguars. Like yeah. it was insane. It was yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah that was Coughlin. Now, we have to blame it on Coughlin. Yeah, and I think that's going to turn around a little bit. You know, there 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 are a lot of guys out there that I think I think Shaq Barrett would be fun. Mm. Um. Among among other man, that that is funny, Yannick. That would be crazy if he came back. <laughs> he's definitely cheaper than he was like before we traded him. He's cheaper. That would be fun. We can all wear our jerseys again. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a Penn State fan too. I want a Rob back so yeah, bad, dude. I know. I'm, trust me, I've got so much of his gear. I don't, and I don't, I don't know if they go. I don't know if they take a wide receiver in free agency. Though, like, I, I think Curtis Samuel's really? a, a decent. Like, I mean, like a, someone that's big. You big. Know? Yeah. I, and, well, I mean, and there's not much big you know? anymore. Like, it, like Galladay is the biggest wide receiver at this point. True. And it's like yeah. Ty Hilton, and like well, I, I think, I think the, I, I think the wide receivers are already learning enough and and elevating themselves enough just being on that team as it is and and so um I, i'm i'm comfortable with the wide receivers as they are grabbing a cup uh one or two in the draft is fine i think the the wide receiver uh draft class like i wouldn't be i mean they i think they do go defense in that um uh second pick in the first round but i wouldn't be surprised if if something falls to them that they land on something that is special um, but tight end, I agree with, with y'all about Hunter Henry. I, th- I honestly think Hunter Henry's like a lock. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. He's also injured just, from some, I know. Yeah, just, I well, so. yeah, but the, ju- I mean, just yeah, no, had no, no luck, man. No luck. Julius Thomas, <laughs> you know, Tyler uh, Eifert. It's oh, like, they always, they always pick up these tight ends I on their second contracts Oliver, and it's just bad. It. Just bad. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm all right. Hey, hey, what? let yeah. him breathe. Let him breathe, a dude. Bit. It's been like Let three Josh years since he got on the field oh, ever. On. Like, come on, like this kid, fourth rounder. We can't keep taking tight ends in the fourth round. Like, come All on. Right. Josh Oliver's done, dude. He's gone. <laughs> he just yeah. doesn't see the field, you know. Um, so do you, I, I like, like, like Fireman though. Yeah, that might be. All right. yeah. yeah, I like I like Pat. And that uh, Notre um, Dame tight end, he's alright too. Yeah, those guys. I mean, we could even you know, we have the draft capital to move up. You know, like if we wanted to go and grab, say, like Waddle or or. You know, any of those top wide receivers maybe fall down, maybe even Pitts falls down. We can move up. No, like we have the capital to move up, you know? Yeah. Um, Jesse, I'm going to go to you. No way. JD's got his um, uh, Jalen Ramsey jersey on there. And thanks to Jalen Ramsey, you've got an extra pick in the first <laughs> round. Right. So, yeah. three picks mm-hmm. in the top 33. That's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, there's, there, there's a lot of pieces that you can build there. Plus, there's an extra second rounder that they're at number 45. A third, two fourths, two fifths. I mean, there's a lot of picks, that, a lot of things that you can do to rebuild this team. Um, just allowing Urban Meyer to create this team out of, you know, molded around what he wants. What do you expect him to do, and how do you expect him to utilize those picks between offense and defense? Go with me. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so obviously the first pick we know, or we hope we know that it's Trevor Lawrence. Then we have the 25th pick in that that first round because of the Rams, unfortunately. You know, that same week that I talked about, week 15, you know, the Jets beat the Rams. Not, not only was it great because we, the Jets, you know, we got the first pick, but the Rams <laughs> lost, giving us a higher pick. It was like, yes, but then the Rams went on a winning streak. I think they won like four, mm-hmm. next four to win out or, or whatever it was to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah. fortunately, we get the 25th. Um, I was looking at a little article the other day uh, before the show, and it showed like 100 different you know, beat writers and things from all over and, and their choice for this 25th pick. And it was all over the place. You know, for mm-hmm. me, I think it, it, it's going to fall somewhere. The safe pick would be with an offensive tackle, someone like Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan, Christian Darius out of Virginia Tech. But I want what most of the people picked, and that's the defensive tackle from Alabama, Christian Bar- Barmore. Mm-hmm. So I think for us to get one of those big, nasty guys and in the NFL, you just can't find people that are 
that size in the world, really, you know, and finding a guy that can to do this in the NFL is extremely hard to find. He's, he's something like six, six, like three, Fifty. I mean, three, six. He's huge. He's a massive man. So I, I think we solidify that defensive line. Meyer talked about it a ton in a lot of his conferences, how important that defensive line is in order to win a championship. And he loves Josh Allen and what he brings to the table. And I think he's going to kind of put impact players around him to, to make him look a little better. Um, then we get, of course, that second round pick, that 33rd pick, every pick, we get the top pick in the, in that round. So the top pick in the second round is generally one of those picks that a lot of people are going for. Sometimes it gets traded for, you know, it's been traded twice in the last five years. I think it is that, that 33rd pick for me, I would love to see Katarius Tony, you know, I'm a Florida Gator guy. We're here in Jacksonville. It, it makes sense. You know, it, the correlation for it, he's talking about speed. I think Katarius is one of those guys that can, can break away speed in our offense. So for me, I think we attack the defensive side first and then come back on offense and I think it kind of just goes back and forth from there. I, you know, like we said, there's a lot of holes on defense that we have to fill. And I don't think we go heavy to one side or the other. I think we keep it well balanced. Gabe, you didn't look excited about the Kadarius Tony pick. Ah. <laughs> I, he, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's pretty polarizing on Twitter. I, I don't yeah. necessarily hate it. I'm just, I'm not sure if I've uh, seen enough yet. And, but it, it, he he seems like the like the Terry McLaurin uh, of this uh, draft class. If if people are gonna you know pick their pick their guy, that's gonna be surprise people or whatever. And he he probably will end up being a, f- a first round draft pick. I I would think just that um, draft capital and whatnot tied to him. And would they take him that early though? What are they twenty one? Well, no, they they get twenty. They have him at twenty. 20- 25th pick 25th okay he's he's falling kind of close to that and if he goes yeah that's close we we can even get him with the 33rd maybe you know that first pick that's that's the beauty of the first pick in the second there's gonna be five to ten guys that are all like wow i can't believe these guys felt right and that's that's where we really really have to capitalize is is those first picks in each round the ones that fall to us is where we have to capitalize i feel because, uh, easy yeah. first pick obviously it's easy anybody can make the first pick the 25th <laughs> pick it's kind of yeah it's, it's who's gonna fall to you but mm-hmm. i think they have to capitalize on these this 33rd pick the the first pick in the third round first pick in the fourth round all this jd who do you have your eyes on there okay so i have a few things to say is that okay yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> so a few heard. things about yeah a few things about well even before the draft i i think there's actually a little bit of free agency stuff i think one thing that's really important that i, I didn't get to mention apologies for this but i think we need to resign sydney jones it's like one of the most prioritizing things or one of the big priorities i think we have in the offseason he played really well last year as a cornerback i'm really excited hopefully they bring him back um i also want to say i think there's actually semi a kind of semi quick fix to the jaguars defensive woes and i think that's reforming the defense into a three four I think we have two edge rushers who are right. Josh Allen and uh, one of the guys who drafted out of LSU. I'm totally going to say he's terrible. Devon yeah. 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 Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. The the end. Oh, the, on. the first round that we take. Oh, yeah, Chase on. Yeah, Chase on. They both played outside linebacker mm-hmm. in three-four systems, right? They were they were the guys who were blitzing off the edge. We have a guy in Devon Hamilton who can play nose tackle. He's a big dude. He's a huge guy. Yeah. If we were to bring back, or I think we still have Taven on the roster. Not 100% yeah. sure. But he'd be a fine three. Oh, yeah. yeah, he'd be a fine three-four end. Like, I know he's had troubles in the past, and even he could be a rotational guy, but he's rotational big man. Yeah, he's perfect. For yeah, that. He, he, he's a really good three-four guy. I think there's a really easy way. We got Miles Jack and Schobert in the middle as the two middle linebacker, you know, S guys in the three, four. I think there's a really easy, simple way to make this defense a lot better than it was last year. Thank God we got rid of Todd Welsh. Fuck that guy. Sorry. I shouldn't curse. Um, but that guy sucks. I don't like him. Um, happy he's off the squad, but I think if we perform to a three, four defense, we actually fit the defense a lot more than even just drafting guys. So I just wanted to say those two things before we get into the draft stuff. I don't know if you guys agree. It, or- does, it does seem like, you know, the talks out of Jacksonville, it seems like we are going to transition to a three, four, yeah. Uh, with Colin. So uh, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that, like you said, it can be an easy fix because we have pieces that fit better two or three, four than, than what we are doing now. So I think that'll happen. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So for the draft, sorry, I'm getting into yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence won. Um, I mean, I kind of like Zach a little bit, but like not as the first overall pick when Trevor Lawrence is there. I don't want that to happen. But 25, um, I like Barrymore a lot. Before I receiver slides, Sure, maybe we could take one. I think we'll be addressing that for agency. I think there are a lot of guys who are 25, 26 that we should grab, like Juju, Galladay, um, 
uh, Curtis Samuel, guys like that. But if there are guys who fall, that's fine. Like we saw also, you know, we have the first pick in the second round. We saw guys fall out of the first round. We had first round grades on T Higgins, Michael Pittman, wide receivers who are really good. And I think we'll have very good careers. Uh, they went in the second round, early second round, obviously, you know, very early second round, but I think there'll be good guys there. I like Barrymore 25. I think I really like Darish off. He falls there, falls there. I would be big fan of him. If we got him on the offensive line, I think we need to repl- replenish a little bit there. So I- I'm hoping it's someone like that. And I've seen, you know, Pat go, Pat Fryermuth go 45 to us. And I would love that. That, that sounds great. I'd be very happy about that. Even if we do sign a guy like Hunter Henry or John Smith in the off season, I think it's, I think it's more than acceptable to sign uh, to get a tight end at that spot. If it's one of the top three guys, you know, Pitts obviously won't go that far, but um, Fryermuth or the guy from Notre Dame, I believe is the other guy, but that's what I'm looking at. I really want Barrymore, man. I really feel on that guy. I would love him on the team. I think he's a bruiser. He's great. He really would fit. Hopefully a new, you know, hard nosed culture, like the Jaguars defense has been for a long time um you know going back to the stroud and henderson memes uh, yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and farmer is a great blocker and and uh jesse you mentioned uh tony i was actually surprised how physical he was when i watched him he actually was a pretty good blocker too um you know where's that florida uh jersey that urban meyer likes so much and <laughs> Reminds me of a like very very poor man's Percy Harvin maybe a little bit. Yes, I, I, um, almost identical to it. Yeah, he's going to be one of those offensive weapons, is what we're going to call. Well, it. Yeah, don't we already have Chenault though? Like, do we? Yeah, need another one? It's no, true. It's true. Yeah, very similar. Very similar. Another mm-hmm. guy you have, you know, and we talked about Daryl Bevel. He at one point was considered the king of establishing the run uh, <laughs> when he was there in Seattle, right? So Gabe. A lot of talk this week about James Robinson, some comments about adding to the RB room. Is that, did Twitter make a little, Twitter would never do this, but in this one case, (laughs) did Twitter make too much of those comments? Uh, I mean, don't listen to Twitter. First of all, um, <laughs> this shows, this shows live on Twitter, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, don't listen, don't listen to this, but, um, I, I think you have to add a, a running back. I mean, this is this is an outlier to the max. We have to understand that undrafted period is difficult to get to this level. Running in fantasy, like what running back seven it range, range dependence on where your uh, scoring is. Like that's insane to have that type of season in your first year. So he's typical workhorse. Yes like James Robinson, but do I think they're going to completely commit to him? No. Um, they, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they do so, even something in free agency or even just like a, a pass mm-hmm. catching back in the, in the third or fourth round, like even like Gainwell might even happen. Kenny Gainwell, mm-hmm. um, in like third or fourth round and, uh, or, or even like James white could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but something because they got money to spend, like <laughs> they're gonna mm-hmm. spend it. Like so, um, yes. But I do think that from a, like if we're talking a fanny fantasy perspective, like I think something's coming in. I think that this was like just a perfect culmination for him this year to like be that dude because it's like who else, you know? And and, and just flexed on fools and got the volume and, and did what he needed to do. And, and he's earned it now at this point, obviously, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in something to um, pair with him. So, yeah, it, uh, Jesse, I'm going to toss Jesse, Jesse one up here to- up top of me. <laughs> I'll toss over to you. I mean, James Robinson, he, to me, like, I didn't see very many flaws in his game. I mean, certainly seems like the kind of guy that you can rely on as your running back. I understand them wanting to make sure they've got somebody besides, you know, you don't even have Chris Thompson now or Dari Agumbawale. He's gone too. So yeah, Reichwell Armstead probably isn't the guy you want backing him up, but are they looking for a backup or are they looking for somebody that can come in and take touches away? I I think honestly that they're going to get somebody in the draft. I don't know if they're going to address it in free agency is, is my opinion. Um, but like you said, Gabe, he was kind of thrust into that role last year. You, you know, it was COVID that took out Armstead right away. And I don't know if Armstead, mm-hmm. uh, last time I checked, I thought he was like retired, done from like COVID. Like, retired yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was real bad. I don't know if he's even on the rock. I mean, he, yeah, we might own the rights to him, but I think he's like, he's gone. So there's, and like you said, Chris Thompson's gone. There's nobody left. And he had to run. You know, he didn't get hurt. He got the volume. But who else would we have given it to? Dare? You know, it's like, no. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, he was thrust into a good good opportunity, but he he thrived in it, and and they never looked back. They talked about it right in the, the beginning of the the preseason and everything with him in camp. They loved him. They loved everything. They loved his vision. They said it a thousand times on the radio: his vision, his vision, his vision, and it, it proved it throughout the entire season. His vision is what carried him and got those extra yards. So I, I like him. But like you said, I think you have to have a compliment about the James White was kind of I love that that comparison. We need somebody like that. And I think there are a lot of running backs that you can get. And since we have so many picks, why not go get one of those guys? So, uh, you know, I, I like addressing it in the second round um, and see. I don't know if they're going to take that many opportunities away. But if you're talking about a guy to compliment him, that most likely tells me that that's going to take away some of his receptions. You know, so for me, depending on what kind of game you play, if if it's a, a full point per reception, then yeah, it might it might take some touches away from. Him. <laughs> yeah. So James uh, White, I, I've already mm-hmm. decided James White is going to Tampa Bay and rejoining Tom Brady. So he somebody <laughs> like, uh, like James White. Uh, uh, all right, we'll get him out of our heads. Yeah. I, I, I'm a huge fan of James Robinson. I don't want I don't want to get anyone off the point, but we have to have depth. We have to have someone to back him up. We can't. Mm-hmm. You can't be wishing and hoping in, in you know in one hand and shitting in the other, and you know it's one's going to fill it faster. So you have to have that that insurance policy, no matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to. I have to talk about James Robinson. I'm sorry for if we're yeah. if we're moving on, but I need I need to talk uh, about this because I, I we had Jay Gruden as our offensive coordinator last year, who was the coach yeah. of the Washington Redskins, and he had Chris Thompson and. Uh, Robinson had 60 targets last year. Like this guy beat out top Thompson for a lot of these receptions. So I feel like he was a dominant figure. Even when we had Thompson was healthy for most of the year. So I feel like this must mean something a little bit. I think I totally agree with you guys. We need to bring in some kind of guy uh, to back up. You know, we can't just focus completely on him and have like no one behind Robinson to fill that void. I don't think we'll do it in free agency because the big name guys like Jones and uh, Chris Carson are similar guys to, to Robinson. We don't need another bruiser. You know, we need a guy like you're talking about a pass catch or someone in the backfield who could be, you know, like an Austin Eckler type of role thing, you know, not obviously as good, but uh, I, I think that's really important. And I, I love James Robinson. I'm a huge fan. Did that guy, like we talked about, you know, he did something pretty unprecedented for an undrafted, you know, free agent rookie. Yeah. Uh, and, and that guy, especially early in the season, I think later in the season, the team kind of checks out. Things aren't as good. It's pretty bad. So his end of season film isn't that good. But the beginning of the year, that guy bounces off tacklers like a maniac. He bounces off tacklers. It's crazy. Like if, if you look at, I was actually checking this last night. If you look at the amount of broken tackles per rush, he beats up Derrick Henry. Like th- this guy bounces off tacklers a lot. Uh, and I love that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Um, 14, it reminds me. 1,400 all-purpose yards, man. He, he's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, right there. Yeah, he only played in 14 games. He did have, you know, 240 touches, which is good for, I think, seventh most attempts, uh, or I'm sorry, 240 attempts. So it was a lot of attempts for sure. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, The vision, like you talked about, was very good too. He's really good break tackle. Uh, his blocking was pretty good too, which is important. You know, if he's going to be a three down back, we're talking about fantasy a little bit too. If he's going to be a three down back, he needs to be able to block and he can block, you know, serviceably enough. So I, I like that a lot. I just... Yeah, I'm a big James Robinson fan. So <laughs> let's get Gabe, that, let's get that Derrick Henry guy back in here. Come yeah. on, where, where are we at for the James Robinson talk, huh? Yeah. James Robinson is the best, the best running back in the division, is what I heard. That's, yeah. yeah. Hey man, there's an easy way to, to take down Derrick Henry. You stop him before he gets up. You tackle his legs. That guy can't be. He's not good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's I'm just kidding. a new crown. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gabe, yeah. we're like 50 minutes in the show, and a, a pretty prominent name in fantasy circles, I don't think has even been brought up as DJ Chark. Um, we talked a little bit about Chenault, but like DJ Chark seems like the kind of guy with his speed, with things like that, that he could fit in with Urban Meyer and what he wants to do pretty well. Like, do you do you think DJ, DJ Chark can kind of be a target hog for this team next year? And and I already I see, I kind of feel a vibe from from my uh, my Jesse's over here. <laughs> All right, I, lo- I love y'all being Jaguars fans, but I already feel a vibe that y- y'all don't really trust Shark as your wide receiver one. That you kind of want something in free agency, want your Galladay, A Rob to somehow get out of his franchise tag and, and yeah. come back to Jacksonville. I look, I, I. <laughs> I think Shark could be our, our number one guy, honestly. And mm-hmm. and we already drafted Chenault. Like I, I really think we could have a, an interesting 1A, 1B sort of scenario b- between those two. And they're, they're certainly young in that fact, but um, they've been producing. And that like 
you can't argue those facts, I, I, I guess. And, and there's depth to it as well between uh, Johnson and, and Conley. I don't know if, if Conley's hit He's free agent. agent now. Is he yeah. a free agent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, shout out to Chris Conley. Um, <laughs> we still got Didi. Still got DD, yeah, coming back, <laughs> coming back from injury. See, there's like, there's always a guy. I don't know where Keelan Cole's going to be. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. No, that so they'll they'll bring people to to compliment or just guys that are going to work. But on it, I'm I'm cool with Shark being the wide receiver one. Um, and and I would be at this point in free agency. I don't know if there is a guy that could like I would take Shark over. Probably Galladay is close, but I would probably take Shark over all of the other wide receivers in free agency. Galladay's surprisingly old. Like he's actually like, what is he, 28 or something like that? So I mean, Shark has some youth to him. Right. It's, it does seem like that would be <laughs> I, I between Shark, um, LaVisca Chenault, and then even like um Colin Johnson, who showed flashes. There was a lot of talk about him in training camp as being somebody that, you know, was was flashing and showing a lot of great signs. With James Robinson, add a Pat Fryermuth or somebody like that. Like it almost feels like you put Trevor Lawrence in charge and Urban Meyer behind the wheel. This could be exciting offense all of a sudden. Um, Jesse, would you be completely opposed to just running it out like that and seeing what happens? I'm I'm not I think you found my deep dark secret game. Why <laughs> one love <laughs> but yes I, I you know I, I love Chark you know it's hard to hate on on your team it's not that I'm hating on him he's had a lot of injuries and it's just been random stuff that's just slowed him down every time every time that I put in all my faith and all my hope in him is when those those are the games that he's gotten hurt so had a rough rough slate with him and and especially in terms of DFS you know he's let me down in so many so many times so I think I just have a bad taste in my mouth from last year but you're right he he is, he is amazing. He can stretch the field. He was the fastest in his combine time for wide receivers in his class. So, I mean, mm -hmm. he, does, he does possess the speed. I love LaVisca, but again, he's one of those guys that could be every time he gets hit hard, he gets up, he's kind of holding his arm or holding his leg and limping off. So, you know, the it, it worries me. You know, one of those guys goes down, then the game plan is all of a sudden Colin Johnson and LaVisca, you know, or – you know, Chark and Cop, you know, it, it's just for me, I think I'm, I'm a little bit happier if we go spend a little bit of money and go get one of those guys. I, I'm OK even with getting Curtis Samuel. You know, I, I like I like what he possesses as a receiver and, and I like the, uh, the abilities he has as a running back out of the backfield sweeps. I mean, he, he gives you those options and gives you those weapons that we're looking for. I, I think we're trying to equip Trevor Lawrence with everything he could possibly have to attack the NFL, you know, and, and you have to have these little get, get and gizmos and you know, gadgets and things to, to do that. And I, I think that's what also makes urban Meyer's mind works the best. So, uh, you know, I, I, I love our wide receiver group. What worries me and you brought it up earlier is Keenan McCardell is now with the Vikings, uh, wide receiver, their wide receiver coach. So, you know, for, for me, you know, I own a lot of uh, Justin Jefferson, so I'm happy about that. But, <laughs> but as a Jaguars fan, it was one of my – literally, it hurt my heart, you know, uh, yeah. when he left. So I'm not saying that wide receivers are going to take a, a all of a sudden a, a downward spiral here, but it, it does worry me a little bit. So I'd like to see a little bit of an experience come in um, so that they can kind of help with that Keenan McCardell void that's now getting left with these young guys that were just working with them. So uh, – they can be number ones. They can be, yeah. but I, I want to see some experience behind them to help them out get, to get there. I, I had Tyler Gunther on the um, uh, Viking show, and he was talking about Keenan McCardell, and we we drew the link between. They're definitely going to sign Keelan Cole. That's where he's he's going to go. That was his big <laughs> well, Cole's a fine death piece. He's a fine yeah. death piece for yeah. sure. Yeah, great for us. And, and, yeah. yeah, he's shown some flashes. Seems like that. You know. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's been pretty good. So, JD, I'll give you the last word. Like any, anything on uh, Chark and and uh, yeah. this has been a great show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I do really like Chark. I think he can be our number one receiver. That's cool. But like other uh, Jesse Jesse one uh, talked about, I, I think we need to equip Lawrence with as much as we can. I think I, I'm not comfortable with just Chark and Lavishka as our top two receivers. Um, I like Lavishka, but like I said, I was kind of low in the draft process. I'm not sure if he's ready to be 
you know, the 1A to the 1, or the 1B to the 1A of Chark. And I think there's a guy, I think Curtis Samuel is highly undervalued in the NFL right now. And I think in fantasy, especially too. Uh, he, he's a, he's a really good receiver. People thought he would have a huge breakout, but he was fine last year with Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. And I don't think Bridgewater is going to be a, a starter in the NFL next year, even. So I, I, I really think we could bring in someone like that. I think that's important to have a 1A, 1B, you know, go back to the McCardell, go back to the to the Jimmy Smith. I would love to have that. And I think if we have those top three guys, it's great. And then we have depth pieces like Colin Johnson. You know, I still like DD a little bit. Uh, if we bring in someone else, if we were signed Conley, he was okay. I mean, he's a fine five receiver. I'll take that for what it is. Or four receiver, I'll take that for what it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there are like four young, Galladay's 27, Juju's 25. I think Curtis is 25. There's another guy who's out there that I like too, but there are some young guy receivers that, and like we talked Corey about spending the off season. I'm sorry? Corey Davis? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude, I'm a huge Corey Davis fan. He is really good. And I know he's the Titans. I hate the Titans, obviously, but he <laughs> he's pretty good. Uh, and he's a possession receiver, which I think Chargers mm-hmm. actually has really, really good hands. He, he's another good possession receiver that can also stretch the field. He's got a lot of great talents. Uh, but I think bringing in a 1B would be great. Or even, you know, maybe if Curtis steps it up and we sign him, he'd be a 1A. I don't know. I'm happy to have both of that. We have enough cap space. As long as we're building for the future, that's what matters to me. This was an awesome show. What a great way to finish this uh, spotlight series with the Jaguars. So many positive things to look forward to. I actually, like, I, I'm going to be checking for updates on what they do uh, the, the entire offseason just because they have so much room. Uh, an owner that wants to go spend money, Oh, yeah. And lots of draft capital, just so many cool things. Um, taxes and- in Florida, come on, people. Let's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's one last time. I just want to go back around, um, Gabe. How can everybody support what you're doing? Is the open bar staying open? Like you, you guys staying open all off season? Look, if you stay open, you ain't got to get open. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, if you Good can't point. tell yes that uh yes it's my <laughs> we get we, <laughs> hey we gotta we gotta have we gotta have an all jag show because randomly j mike and I, like j mike didn't know we, we didn't know that we were jaguars fans going into being co-hosts together it just so happened so we'll, we'll have to have you two on we'll uh grab a, a couple to cal you can come on be a jaguars fan we'll take you in yeah. whatever <laughs> Why not? Um, no, we're, we're, we're all good. Yeah, yeah, come on, Cal. Hey, yeah. I bandwagoned. Why don't you? Where's hey, wh- I, hey I Cal? Wait, wait. Tony Baselli's name. That's all, I'm. I'm just saying. I was. Hey, I, I like that. That was good. Um, best. Yeah, best tackle in the game. Come on. Yeah. Um, Cal though. What's, well, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm taking over the show real quick, Cal. This yeah, go ahead. Open, open bar style. What was your what was your team? Did you jump in and and give your piece? What was it? Yeah, I'm so I'm a Saints fan. I'm I'm I live in New Orleans, you know, love the team. So you guys mentioned a couple of names there. I'm I'm a big LSU guy. Um, so you know, love loved watching Leonard Fournette there, although it didn't go quite as well as you know, I know you guys were hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> Could use a fourth pick on someone better. Hey, Terrace Marshall yeah. might be that guy that they take in hey. the second or third round there. I like that. Could be yep. Fun. yep. So yeah, a lot a lot of interesting things with the Saints. We're in the opposite. So all of the cap space you have, we have the negative version <laughs> <Yeah>. of that. <laughs> negative. Yeah. They they about yeah, to hold tryouts like uh, like Philly did for yeah. wide receiver. <laughs> but, but the good Mark, thing is Mark Wahlberg's about to be a yeah. wide receiver. <laughs> the good thing is we also are losing a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback, and um, we don't have very many draft picks. So you know, look, yeah. the, the exact opposite of what yeah. you guys. Hey, hey well, Trey Hendrickson might be a Jaguar, so or Henderson, whatever that guy's name is, the He's defensive end, right? He might be a Jaguar. He was an all-pro though last year. He's pretty He's under the radar. Really he might good. be a Jaguar. We'll see. <laughs> He's 13 and a half sacks last year. Yeah, yeah he was very good. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis miracle guy. Uh, they tagged okay. him, right? Quick story oh, did about they tag that. him? Oh, yeah, they tagged my, him, right? Am I wrong? Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they tagged him, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the Minneapolis miracle. I have a 12-year-old. Uh, he was just getting into like I, you know, when, when you start being a fan and like watching football, like as a kid, like you don't necessarily attach yourself to a team and he, or he wasn't quite ready to attach himself yet. He was even kind of like he loved Michael Vick. And I was like, no, he cannot be a Falcon fan. Oh, my God. He <laughs> cannot be a Falcon fan. So um, I, I got him into the Saints and he's watching it. He's so excited watching the game. And I think like in that moment, like the Saints look like this is going to be a victory. We're going to go to Philly. 
Philly didn't have their quarterback. It looked like, you know, they weren't as good. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl, so that wasn't a very good thought. But (laughs) his fandom started being born in that moment. And then the Minneapolis miracle happened. And that's the moment when I knew he was going to be a fan for life because it hurt (laughs) so bad that the next morning he goes, Dad, it still hurts. I can't go watch the replay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey man that was the other jaguars were good so we feel your pain man we feel a lot of pain that year so you know yep. we're in the same that, boat there at least that's the moment he became a real like and that's you know so many of the fans that we've talked to over the course of the series like there's that those moments like that that really root in that pain like that's that's there's that's a part of it that's a huge part of it right there yeah. you suffer yep. together yeah you celebrate yeah. together yeah well imagine being a packers fan just like getting used to it <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't even imagine. Getting used to all those wins, man. That would suck. Yeah, <laughs> that 27 season, 2017 season, man, was a roller coaster of emotions. I've only cried twice in my life in sports events, and that was one of them when they lost to the Patriots. So it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll never. i I had a raging party. I, I brought everybody over. I've never. We've never cheered so much and then cried so much. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, uh, man. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so, fun. Bacon game, fantasy sports. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, like the kind of work that you're doing over the off season, what can we do to support you? Yeah, man. You know, hit me up on Twitter. I, I, post, some, I post some pretty, pretty. Oh my God. I'm slowing my words. I might be a little tipsy. Um, I post some pretty cringe stuff on my Twitter, but I think I'm a fun time. I like to talk sports all the time. If you ever want to talk to me about anything, I'm always down to debate. You know, you can find me at BGF Sports. Um, I'm doing work with the lateral now too, which is really fun. I have my own podcast stuff, so you can check me out. All that stuff, you know, you'll see it. It's a good time. Very cool, Jesse. Uh, I think I don't even think I was following you going into this, and somebody tagged you, and I was like, "Oh, really cool! Really good to meet you, and uh, yeah, really good to hear your insight here today." What What are you working on over this off season that the the people here, the Jaguars fans or fantasy community, can follow along with you? Yeah, I was glad that Barry. Uh tag me on that one to get on some of this action but uh i'm i'm with uh, the hammercast network at hammercast.com like i said if you want anything sports they've got it but uh for me this is kind of my off season right now i, I strictly am more of a dfs football you know the daily fantasy DraftKings, that thing that's that's where you're going to find me i'll write all kinds of articles throughout the year as we get closer to the season and i'll have a podcast every week and we're hoping to go to two podcasts this week or uh, two podcasts a week this year so uh, i'm looking forward to big things well very cool i appreciate you guys joining us uh so for all these guys the dynasty vipers yeah make sure you're following me at calvin and hobby uh follow the youtube channel we have a lot of really cool things going on right now matt has just been killing it um we've had timeless type um videos that you can go watch we we don't talk very much football we talk about the history of uh fantasy football with some really big names adam rank and bob harris and uh we got sigmund bloom on tomorrow that's a lot of fun uh paul charchian we're gonna have mike wright uh ff hitman we got a lot of a lot of great guys that we've just been interviewing talking about you just kind of coming up and uh back before internet and they were doing fantasy and trying to trying to make money in the fantasy game way back then and uh so really been a fun time picking their brain hearing about that so uh make sure you're subscribed to that and after we get past the draft i'm going to be doing these all over again i had so much fun doing this we're going to talk about what these teams did and review it before we get into the season so I appreciate you guys joining us. So for Matt, the Dynasty Vipers, make sure you're following along with all these guys in the Dynasty Vipers. We will see you guys on the next show. Peace.